coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio. It's Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by IDS, an award-winning digital marketing agency that delivers integrated marketing solutions for franchisers, franchisees, and franchise development teams. Learn why over 75 brands depend on IDS's team of dedicated marketers and client service professionals to deliver a strong ROI on their marketing investment. Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio. I'm your host, Rob Ganley. It's good to have you listening. And I have a very special guest with us today. Uh, it's, it's a person that not only represents one brand, but many. So it will be a very interesting conversation. I have Chris Seaman. He's the president and COO of Strategic Franchising. Welcome to the show, Chris. Good to have you. Hey, thanks for having me, Rob. You got it. You got it. So tell me, you know, one of the first ways I'd like to get started is let the audience know a little bit more about strategic franchising and the brands. But, you know, how did you get to where you are and what do you, what do you see the, the future being? Well, you know, it's one of those things I always like to talk about. You know, life's journey is rarely a straight line. You know, it's it's left turns, right turns. I got into franchising about 21 years ago. Uh, I was looking for an opportunity to really kind of grow myself uh, as a person and, you know, find a job opportunity that I could really be passionate about. I uh, ended up becoming a business coach for a small startup out of Ann Arbor, Michigan in the handyman industry. You know, it was something It was, you know, I went from a, a kind of an office environment down to a small cubicle and, a, you know, a, a traveling and thought it was something I would do for a couple of years to just kind of recharge, get my batteries refreshed and ended up, you know, from there, I stayed there 10 years, was a vice president of the organization, got recruited about 12 years ago to be the president of uh, Caring Transitions, which is one of our five brands. And I came down to Cincinnati to run that brand. It was kind of in a one of those uh, key moments. We always look for those key moments in an organization when what direction is it going to go to? And we had to kind of determine, you know, what was really the path forward with that organization. And I did that for seven years and just had a lot of, you know, Caring Transitions is one of those brands because we deal so much with seniors who are in life transition, who are moving out of their existing home into some sort of you know, senior community that, you know, you really talk to families who are in a very, you know, kind of this intense, really emotional moment. And, you know, so you had this great fulfillment as you're out here helping people work with seniors, developing this marketplace and really getting people to understand that these options and opportunities existed. And so when they approached me about taking over strategic franchising overall and working with all five of our brands, I mean, it did actually take me a moment to step back and think about it. Is that really why I wanted to go in the next step of my career? And I really had hoped to take all the lessons I had learned over the 17 years of my career and about franchising and franchisee success and be able to apply that to our other brands and, and have the same level of satisfaction and commitment from our franchise owners that, you know, we felt that we were getting from carrying transitions. And so it was a good move for me. It was, you know, it, it was different from being the person who was involved in it every single day to, you know, the person who then is helping people see how to do it every single day and really try to keep that vision and consistency through. And, you know, we believe in the same principles of franchising. As you develop process, procedures, systems, tools, and training for your individual brand, we can do that for all five of our organizations and develop that internally. So we can develop that same level of commitment and quality across all of our concepts. So all of our franchise owners are get exposed to that level of professionalism and, and the knowledge as we kind of help people into business ownership. Wow. 
Yeah. I love the comment you made about uh, you started off, you thought you'd do it for a little while and see how it goes. Yeah. And here you are all these years later. It reminds me of my start in, in the franchising business. I was looking for a way to find people that would be interested in starting a franchise. And I was, a, I was, I learned how to be a, a broker and a consultant. I'd been certified and trained and, and I then was presented in 2003 with the question, how do I find these folks? And I was already a technology guy. So I got into the Google ads game and that would launch and ended up taking me down the digital marketing, consulting, technology uh, path, but within franchising. So, but it was like, I, I was just trying to solve a problem today. And, and here I am. Uh, probably 20 years later, I guess, or almost now. So, um, yeah, no, I get you there. So, so tell me, you know, you have five brands and, and I'm just going to say I'm carrying transitions, true blue, the growth coach, pet ones and fresh coat. And I'm familiar with all of them on some level, but tell us a little bit about this, this idea, this approach that strategic franchising as an organization and these five brands, tell us the difference. I mean, you know, there's a lot of single owned brands, uh, owner led brands, uh, that are just the single owner. Tell me some of the the advantages of of this uh, this group that you have. Well, I think you know if you look at like the, what is the synergies between five brands? Why do you do that? Well, first, you know you have to ultimately understand what what kind of fran business are you in. I mean, there's different franchise concepts everywhere from you know large. Uh, restaurants to what we do, which is, you know, it's we're primarily, primarily focused around service. Um, and, you know, in service, what we're also looking for is we're trying to be business for everyone. Um, a lot of times when people look for business opportunities and business ownership, you know, it's like, do you have half a million dollars? You have a million and a half dollars laying around? Can you get money from your family? Is this going to be a, what kind of opportunity is it? And what we're looking at is the average middle-class person who's never had the opportunity to be in business for themselves is really to provide that opportunity for people. And so in doing that, you know, in all four of those brands, we pick, you know, those types of concepts. Now that is, you know, we're trying to help people through who've never maybe owned and own their own business. So we have a lot of educational components that we have to be able to provide our business owners so that they can understand what it's going to take to be successful. What are the behaviors? How are they going to track their finances? How are they going to work with their money? All this stuff has to come together. And if you just launch a single brand, you're somewhat limited in the resources that you're able to provide though that individual franchise owner because you, you have your own bills you have to pay. You have your own overhead that you have to overcome. And the more staff that you put on board, the more that takes away from your ability to succeed as an organization. And what we're able to do is we're able to utilize a cross-brand. Uh, we also have joint departments that are, you know, shared resources, such as, you know, things that are simple that you wouldn't think about as a franchise owner, but they're in accounting and our legal department and all those areas. If I'm able to share those expenses, that allows more money to be put aside to be able to focus on operation and marketing staff that can really help you grow your business. So I think that's one of the biggest things that you really get the benefit of a, an organization with multiple um, brands. If it's done correctly, you can share the burden of the overhead that doesn't really show to the franchise owner anyways, and then put more of your dollars to helping franchise owners be more successful and allows a smaller organization to able to represent, you know, especially when we're starting up a brand, we're able to present way more support and help for them than they would be if it was a standalone startup. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, no doubt. And, and definitely a trend that I see a lot. I mean, I don't know how many uh, hundreds of brands that are in, in, you know, sort of affiliated in, into some type of group. And I just think that again, gives, gives you the ability to do what you said is reach more Americans, right? Reach more people in the middle class. And, you know, a lot of franchise brands and we think of McDonald's, right? We almost any person when they think of the word franchise, he thinks of something yeah. like McDonald's. But that's boy, that's a big league investment, right? <laughs> Not everybody can get to say, hey, I think I'll just uh, do a McDonald's. I mean, that kind of a business, right, is is a big league investment, and uh, and so yeah, it's just not 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 as easy for people to get into business. Um, but but so looking forward, we're we're in interesting times, and you've stepped up as a leader in interesting times. Um, I know we talked a little earlier about technology and some different things and that are going on with you guys. Um, but there's really two core things that help brands and help franchisees succeed. Uh, and, and one is getting a fast start, right? Getting off to a good start, which starting any business, that is one of the big challenges. And, and, and when you're with a brand, with a franchise, you, you, you know, we, you eliminate a lot of those roadblocks. So it's getting off to that fast start and then being able to scale from there, right? Kind of build that desired income stream, income streams or that size of business that you would want as an owner. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about most businesses is it is a little bit up to you how big you might want it to be, but that's where you guys come in and really help with that scaling or growth part, right? So that fast start and the growth part. So I was going to ask you, what what are you, you know, what are some key technologies or key things you've worked on in different brands to try to affect those things and really impact those things? Well, I think probably the best example is, you know, you can go back into like, how do you speed people up and get them through the process first? And, you know, one of the things is there is onboarding and training sounds like a pretty minor thing. But what we do is we take that a really intensive approach to getting people all the knowledge they need to be successful in business. And one of the things that you do to make it work, how does all this learning resonate? Is that making sure that it goes back through based on their goals and objectives? What are their dreams, so to speak? And then you sit here and build their financial plan. And we do a whole business planning session during our onboarding and our physical training, where you're going to go through all of the aspects of the business, understanding what is it going to take to build the revenue and profitable goals, profitability goals that you have for yourself and your business. And in order to encourage people to, you know, incentivize them to be aggressive and be, um, you know, very uh, direct and decisive business owners, we created a program we call the Winner Circle, that if you hit certain uh, revenue targets in your business, that you'll get uh, portions of your franchise fee refunded to you, rebated to you, so to speak, after two years, three years, and four years, that allow you to get additional capital to invest back in your business into marketing and you know other areas that are gonna help your business scale and grow. And as far as like technology, I think you and I were talking earlier before we were on, um, you know, like our Fresh Coat brand, which is our, our painting concept, which is one of our larger concepts. One of the things that we really saw is we have developed over the last 15 years incredible you know, best practices. And we know what it takes to be successful when you start interacting with the leads and then how you, what you need to do to make sure that that lead flows all the way through your system, all the way to job completion. And what we did is we always had like this piecemeal software technology, I think, which is the easiest way to do it. You build a CRM piece over here, you build a scheduling piece over here, you build a quoting piece over here. And because you can take some off the shelf components and customize them. Well, as you get bigger and you start realizing that, you know, those customizable 
those pieces aren't customized to the full extent of everything you've learned in the business. And so what we've done over the last 18 months is we've actually taken what, what we call our smart quote software, which is actually more than a quoting software. It's an operational marketing and CRM software that allows all the behaviors that we know that can allow you to be successful. We build it into a complete package. And then you, when you start your business, you don't have to learn these things. The, the system encourages you to do the things and the right behaviors. Gotcha. So that's one of our big pieces. And I keep talking because there are five brands and there's all sorts of technology, but I'm sure your listeners are, you know, that just gives you a hint of kind of what it is that we believe in and, and how we drive it. Yeah. No, you made some good points about that. I mean, I think, I think when I think of what you were saying about building out software and, and customizing it, I think a lot about process and workflow and, you know, your processes evolve as you learn, <laughs> as you like, this works better than that, but it's really the process needs to be there. So the technology can serve it and, and maximize or optimize the process. And, and that's when you start to realize, wait a minute, we need, we need to build something else or we, we, you know, just the, the off the shelf software sometimes can't do everything that would be ideal. So, and again, who's doing that? If you're a small business owner, you just don't have the cycles, you don't have the people. And that's one of the great things about having a, a centralized franchise brand, a brand franchise or to support the brand and to do that work. Um, so, so with these different brands though, you, you know, there are synergies obviously across the board, uh, from, a, uh, probably an operational point of view, a buying point of view, vendor relations, things like that. But is there also synergy from a marketing standpoint? Do, do these brands ever partner together in some way? I, I see there's some differences, but, but yeah, are you guys thinking about that or is it just the other part that I just mentioned that, that you're thinking of? No, I, I think that's a great point, Rob, because, you know, operationally, it just, you know, all that stuff just makes sense because we're service business related. We're getting very similar business owners. So, yeah, you can really have a lot of synergies between the brands behind the scenes and how we work all that out. But, you know, on the marketing side, as you start looking at it, because initially you go, hey, these are very different concepts in a lot of ways. But then you start really getting granular on them. And you look at, like, say, our True Blue, um, which is your home care ally, is really designed to really help seniors stay in their home longer and be able to live and retire in the community that they want to be in. Because, you know, what we've seen through Caring Transitions is that what happens is when people move out of their home, it's not usually because they want to, it's because they've reached a point in their life, they can no longer maintain the home, and the home is actually uh, a health detriment and a social detriment to them. So we get involved in helping them move to a community where they're going to be more successful, they're going to be healthier, they're going to be happier, and they're going to live longer. But what True Blue does is make sure that that doesn't happen until they're ready for it and that the home can be maintained and they're leaving for the right reasons and not because they're forced out of their home. And so you have the synergy between brands such as True Blue and Caring Transitions, which are appealing to the same senior market, just at different stages of their lives. And so you kind of do that. Hey, when you're ready for this, you got you got True Blue. And when you're ready for this, you have Caring Transitions and we can help you all along the way. And you know those are things that are really critical. And then even on a the business-to-business -business component. Um, our, our growth coach concept is a small to medium-sized business coaching opportunity that's going to really help you get together in some peer-to-peer -peer group coaching uh, environments that allow you to really achieve some of those things in your business. Because, you know, one of the things that happens when we're all running our own businesses is day-to-day, -day, you get trapped with the minutia of what, what just needs to keep the trains on time. And you're not really necessarily developing the systems and plans that are going to allow your business to be ultimately successful in the long term. And by ultimately successful, 
I always go back to ultimately successful is determined by you. It's not determined by an outside factor, what, what, who someone else thinks your business is going to be ultimately successful. And so the growth coach works, you know, in conjunction with so many small businesses and at the same time works heavily in the franchise industry, helping franchisees, including all of our franchisees, be more successful in balancing that work-life balance that's so critical to um, if you're making enough money, but you're working 120 hours a week and you're ignoring your family, eh, is it really where you want to be in life? So we're, we're going to help you there. Some people it is, but we have, most people it's not. So we're going to we're gonna try to help and get you there. So I think you look at those marketing synergies and we're just starting to build those out as we're really starting to see the connective tissue that really happens between all of them. And I just really have been thrilled to see some of the things that we've learned on the uh, senior side specifically that allows us to merge those two. And then, you know, in the trades and things like that, we also have the Fresh Coat True Blue, um, you know, they do different things and they allow homeowners to have a, a complete home solution. Yeah. They're yeah. Well, right. I can see the synergy as I, as I look, I'm looking at, uh, uh, for the audience, I'm looking at the website right now. I'm looking at all the brands and, you know, I do see the synergies, you know, for instance, growth coach, you know, the marketplace for the, 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 the true blue and carrying transitions is folks like, like me, <laughs> like you, like, yeah. uh, our parents, right? Like my, I've been through some things with my dad. He passed away a couple of years ago. God bless him. Um, you know, it was it was a tough time, but like it is for anyone that goes through that. Uh, now my mom's still with us, and she's awesome, and she's doing great. But she's eighty four, right? And that's exactly when these things become issues, right? And I'm in my fifties, and here I am in business, and and you know, so I see like the growth coach. You know, those guys are talking to, to leaders and and people yeah. that are running companies, and and that's about the age group, right? With the older parents. So, I mean, again, there's and then of course they own homes, and <laughs> so it all it all links, you know, it all yeah. links together, which is fantastic. And as marketers, you and I, we 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 see that it's not always as easy for everyone else. But uh, I could tell the audience it's a brilliant idea to have uh, all all these brands uh, together. Um, so that's amazing. So just kind of on that on that thought, um, you know, thinking of marketing, you do have some different different brands. They are services oriented. Uh, they're different industries. Is there something around digital marketing? Uh, because you know, with COVID. Uh, you know, and it's kind of surprising, but you know, the 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 adoption of digital marketing wasn't as much as much people might think, right? I mean, I know we use our mobiles all day and things like that, but there still was a huge lift after COVID. You know, people really started to use digital a lot more. Things evolved, people innovated. There's even some, I think, services that have stuck that uh, were were sort of created out of the idea of more of a virtual service. Um, but is there anything that you could share that that, that kind of was born out of, of of that that experience with COVID, and that kind of led to more of a digital uh, orientation, or that you've learned? Hey, this works pretty good. We we like doing that. Any any examples with the, the different different brands? Well, I think you know. You, there's a couple into that I'd like to bring up that just start come right to mind. You know, the first one's like, you know, you look at a caring transitions, caring transitions is a, you know, a relocation and estate liquidation, you know, company. And so big thing that we did there was physical estate sales. And we did have an online auction platform and, you know, it was getting to be a bigger and bigger component of our business. But when the COVID hit, it shifted to hundred percent of our liquidation all happened through because people still had to move out of their homes during COVID, you know, COVID, you know, life can, you know, continued on. And how are these people going to 
liquidate all their home possessions they no longer needed. And, you know, if you looked at our, our website, you know, for CT bids at the time, it was, it was what, you know, mobile, mobile adapted. So, you know, when you pulled it up on your phone, it would rearrange the screen for your mobile phone. But what we found out that, you know, mobile adapted is not necessarily mobile friendly. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily easy to use on your phone. And when you're in a bidding situation and people are tracking bids and they're trying to see if their bid's the high bid and you had all these different issues that kind of came into it really, you know, made us invest in actually making it a mobile app. You know, it's not technically an app, but it now works like an app on your phone. It's easier to bid, shop, do all the things that you want to do on your phone, which we really hadn't spent a ton of time or energy on because, you know, you know, when you look at the auction platform, it hadn't been traditionally utilized through mobile. Uh, and now I'd say, geez, the, the significant majority of all of our business is now mobile. And you're, you're starting to see that kind of transition as you hit through it. And the things like, you know, the, you know, just continuing on with my second example, the things that we had to completely change digitally because of COVID was that the growth coach was a peer-to-peer -peer group coaching in a room. And so you have a business model that's predicated on getting 10 or more people in a room together, having conversations, which of course in COVID is immediately now invalidated. So now we have to learn how to use wonderful technology such as Zoom and how to make digital coaching effective. And, you know, in what that allows is we had to contract, you know, a service that allows us to now have not only the coaching, the one-on-one, -on -one, the group coaching, and like just a conversation we're having now, but we found that we were missing key components when we did that. So now that we have an online uh, matching software that is a, you know, you know, that holds, it's, you know, it's a coaching accountability tool that allows you to, you know, to go up here. And then when you put your stuff up there, you know, if you're in a peer group, it goes to your whole group, just like it would be if you did it in the room, in the, in the, you know, in the hotel conference room or wherever it was going to be at. And so we had to add those types of technology components to continue to offer the same level of service because small and medium-sized businesses didn't get less stressful during COVID. Um, you know, it got more stressful and they needed the coaching more than ever. And, and so we couldn't just disappear, but we couldn't be in groups anymore. And those are two of the, the big ones. I mean, we had to, you know, we had to revamp all of our marketing, um, you know, pet wants, uh, which is our, our organic, healthy pet food delivered is, uh, you know, we got all of our customers through uh, farmer's markets. You know, that's our biggest marketing resource that we would get them through. And then all of a sudden, farmer's markets closed. So how are you going to access the customer base? How are you going to get those folks interested? And it's immediately having a robust, you know, online digital marketing program and, you know, being more engaged in, I'm going to not spend my money at these events. I'm going to have to spend my money online. And how do you do that effectively when you're competing? We are always competing with people who are not in the advertising world. How am I going to compete now with these massive conglomerates? And, you know, we really had to learn what are the tweaks to our online platforms that allowed us to access the same types of customers we were seeing in farmers markets and other community events. So it was, um, you know, you said I got, you know, I took this job four years ago. Uh, I've had three very interesting years out of these last four Um you have to learn if you're adaptable, if you're willing to make changes, are you willing to listen to your franchise owners and what they're hearing in the field and, and move as quick as possible at the same time, not do it in a way that breaks what makes you special in the first place. So yeah. it's been, uh, you know, 22, you know, we're, we were hoping for, you know, you know, we had all new challenges in 22, like everybody else did. And um, yeah. we're, we're going to see what that leads us in 23, but you know, it's uh, 
technology is going to lead the way. I mean, and that's just yeah. the way it has to be. Yeah, no, that was brilliant. I mean, look, everything you just said wouldn't be possible outside of, of, of the franchise model, right? The idea of it, you know, where everybody's working together in a certain way. And uh, all I can say is that if you're on your own during those years of COVID, uh, that would be a tough place to be, you know, being in a, in a network, in a group it, led by leaders like yourself and teams of leaders that, that, that work hard and, and will find those solutions. I think it, 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 what it showed me is the, the, the value of the franchise industry, right? Being in a franchise, being part of a brand, the resilience that, that it took to get through COVID. It was definitely, it was a resounding response because we interviewed, um, several people during the height of COVID. In fact, we had a, um, we had a, a challenge, a fight for your franchise challenge who we, we created. Uh, me and my partner at the time. And it, it would, the stories we were hearing back from franchisors were, were amazing, but it was just all about, we're not, Hey, look, we don't, we have no choice. Our backup is against the wall. Let's go. What are we going to do? This is America, by the way, this is what we see in America. And I think it's amazing. So you, you being the president and the leader of this, of the, of these brands, uh, this is an interesting time, but you're there and you're, I'm sure you're there because you want to be there. You want to be the leader. You want to, you know, guys like you have that DNA, right? <laughs> it's like, I'll take, I'll take that. I guess you're saying, Rob, you're telling me I do. Um, but, but listen, you know, it's, it's right now I heard the two top things and there was a, a survey done of, of franchisors. I think profitability and recruiting talent were two of the two big focuses, which I'm sure you are always thinking of those things, right? Yeah. Um, going into these years, because we've got this constant perpetual change of technology, which in some ways you, ha you have to respond and adapt. In other ways, you want to be proactive, right? And, and say, hey, is there, is there a market advantage we can gain if we do something here? Um, so you're there to do that. That's what the franchise is there to do, but it's obviously not easy place to be uh, for any leader right now. But but just as we wrap the show up, uh, being that you are you know the leader here of these five brands, is, is there anything you want to leave with the audience? Any any one principle or idea that you say to yourself, this is the one thing that I always keep in mind going into these uncertain times. But this one thing will help us get through. Is there anything like that that that's well, you your know, a mantra or, or anything is. like that? It's a hilarious, Rob, because it's like, you know, you're going to come up here and I'm sure that, you know, you're, plenty of your guests have had amazing mantras and amazing um, uh, things. But what we solidified for, this is what I got started in my career. I learned this over 20 something years ago. I brought it when I came to here into Cincinnati and when I became the president of strategic and we hit 2020 and everything just blew up. I, you know, I went back to one very simple philosophy and I always run it through with every person I hire. If you're from franchising or you haven't been in franchising and it's like, if what we're doing doesn't help a franchisee's revenue or profitability, then what the hell are we doing it for? And it gets so easy to get distracted by the minutia of running your business that you forget your ultimate purpose. And if you stick to your ultimate purpose, which in our business, we live through our franchise owners, which means we have to be listening to them. We have to be open to them. And we didn't get through COVID because I was brilliant. We got through COVID because we came together as an organization and we got great ideas from our franchise owners on how to operate during this incredible time. And, you know, as an organization, you know, when many people shut down, we ended up being up over 20% over 2019. 
And that wasn't as good as it was in March when things were really seeming to blow up, but we still maintain revenue growth for our franchise owners. They were able to exist, survive, feed their families, pay their employees, and be an important part of their community to help everyone get through that time. And it's because we focus in on the franchise owners. And I know it sounds simple. You're in franchise. And of course, you should focus on the franchise owners. But it's too easy to get distracted and buy your business. There's too much stuff going on. Have I collected all my insurance certificates this year? How's my you know, collection agencies working? And you know, all the different things that you can get involved in, which are all important. Don't say you don't do them. But you know, ultimately focus it right back down. Why do you do it? And that's to make your system stronger and healthier so that everyone can, you know, pass on this business and this ownership to the next generation. And that when you leave here, your legacy is a successful business that has helped communities all over the world. And that's what I live for. I fell in love with this business 21 years ago, and I'm still here today. And I appreciate the opportunity to share that with you, Rob, you and your, your audience. And, um, you know, if you have any interest, strategicfranchising.com, get you an intro to uh, learning more about the brands. And we should have a new website actually up, uh, hopefully Friday or Saturday for Strategic. So you can come back and visit us twice today and later this week. So thank you so much, Rob. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask you about the website. So thank you for sharing. And, and it sounds like folks should, should go visit. It's going to be a new site. And uh, there's five brands, right? Yep. And uh, they can learn about the whole, the whole, uh, the whole network uh, from, from there. So it's great to have you. I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, Rob.